the purpose of equip classes have been to, um, and, and you've heard different topics, to be grounded in the Word of God, to know the authority that we have as a believer. And now we're moving into, and we've done the prophetic, but now we're moving into some freedom that, uh, and Matt's talked about hearing God's voice, God is our source, and I didn't hear last week, so I wish I, I'm going to have to go back and listen online. But um, we're going to talk about, I'm going to make reference to that, assuming that Matt has already laid that foundation of, of God is our source of change and everything. Um, and how we get into strongholds are when we substitute something else as our source uh, of comfort or truth, and that's how we get locked into things. And so we're going to talk about tonight just the power of getting free from strongholds, and we're not talking about circumstances. Okay, this is not a freedom and a circumstance change in your life. This is freedom in our own hearts. Because thank you, Jesus, we are not captive to circumstances. Um, we can be free in the middle of the same circumstance. And it has to do with our relationship with Jesus. So I want, uh, I've heard this teaching over and over again as part of the Freedom Team. I've been at this for a good four years now. And I kept telling the Freedom Team, I was like, I just don't think I got it. I don't, I, I've heard it again, and I just don't think I have the anatomy of a stronghold down and what that means. So when the topic came up, I, I volunteered to teach this one because I thought if I study it, then I'll know I have it. Well, come to find out when I started studying, it was what we've been doing in Freedom Ministry all along, which I should have known that, but I really got some revelation of what it meant. And in the, in the journey, and I want to cry when I say this, in the journey it has been breaking free of some strongholds in my own life. And I am pumped because I know that tonight God is going to meet us. Amen. So we're going to talk about... Um, what I'm going to break apart what a stronghold is, and it's just going to be a schema that you have. It's a man-made thing just to kind of tease it apart so that we can see how they're set up and how we're going to step in and God could intervene in them. Amen. So we're going to, typically when we think about um, freedom and, and tackling an issue in our life, we think about memorizing God's word, praying God's word, speaking God's word, and that is what brings freedom. We're going to take that for, the, for just at the beginning and kind of set it over to the side, um, and we're going to come back to it because that is a very powerful component in all of it. Amen. So it's the foundation of where we're going. But Jesus um, said, I want to read a scripture in John 8, 31. It's not on your handout, but Jesus said to the people who believed in him, so he was talking to believers, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, free from what? Well, there's a lot of things to be free of. We can just put it, you know, fill in the blank. But the kind of truth that Jesus was talking about when we're faithful to his word, we're faithful to his teachings, is when our minds and our hearts begin to agree with God, we see them the way he sees it. And so we're going to take a look at tonight of things in our heart that are not agreeing with the truth of God's word that keep us from walking in freedom. Because I don't know about y'all, but in my life, there has been a discrepancy between what my theology was and what I said I believed and what I gave a mental assent to and what I was walking and experiencing myself. And I want to close that gap as much as I possibly can because God's word is true. And so if I'm not walking in that, then there's something stopping me. And we're going to look at lies that we believe that stop us from really believing what God says to us. And we're going to break it down a little bit to our thoughts. Our thoughts reside in our brain. And, you know, when you're talking to yourself, I mean, you're hearing thoughts. You're hearing language. That's what you're thinking. Okay, and new information changes our thoughts. 
It can change what we're thinking about, what we're dwelling on. God's Word is more than just information. God's Word speaking to our heart is transforming because it's powerful. And um, sometimes we can be so familiar with the Scripture, like I said, we give it mental assent, and we're not really looking at um, it being in our heart. Uh, we're walking around thinking we believe it, but we're actually living something else, even when we want to be living it. And so how do we uh, close that gap? Uh, our beliefs are often don't have any words attached to them. And we talked about this before, about how our belief system is kind of really where we live, and we're going to live out of it. Um, they don't have any words to... Um, Maybe we can't give words to them. But have y'all ever had an experience where you reacted out of just an extreme anxiety or extreme anger and your mind was going, okay, the Word of God says, when I am afraid I will trust in you, but I'm about to have a panic attack. I mean, I'm, and we're thinking, okay, well, there's something going on inside of me that's really <laughs> not believing what God's Word says. And there's no condemnation or judgment in that, but how do we close the gap? Um, we need... Revelation from God transforms our beliefs so that we are in line, we're lining up with what God's word says, but we're doing it really at our core so that we're living out of that. And godly beliefs agree with the word of God, his character, and his nature. Ungodly beliefs disagree with God's word and nature and character. And there's really not much in between that. We either have a godly belief system about a particular thing or an ungodly one. And none of us really want to be walking around believing a lie. I mean, would any of us want to think we're walking around living our life based on a lie? Well, sometimes we are <laughs> in an area. Um, we're going to look at strongholds tonight, and we're going to look at specifically things that are at the core of our belief system. And then we're going to go, and we're going to also go back and get our thoughts. So we're going to line both of those things up. But there's a real key scripture, and it is on your handout. And I'm going to read it in two different translations because I want us to hear the difference. It's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. And it says, for we live in the world. Okay, this is Paul writing to the Corinthians, the Christians at Corinth. So these are believers. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Keyword, demolish. We demolish arguments, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now I want to read the New Living Translation because it makes you think about it a little bit differently. <clears throat> I love new, different translations because I get a different perspective. It says, we're human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning, to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God and their belief system. We capture their rebellious thoughts and we teach them to obey Christ. So... There's a lot of things that, I mean, even in that, um, there's an assumption that there are strongholds there or he wouldn't have been writing about how we, how we tear them down. Um, and so, I mean, it, we could apply that stronghold word to a lot of things, but we're looking at it 
in our belief system right now? How do we get a hold of those things uh, that don't come and don't come under the obedience of Christ? Um, again, the diagram you're looking at, we're going to walk through it. It is a man-made diagram, okay? This is not <laughs> out of the Bible. It's not perfect. Um, it doesn't have to follow the particular sequence. Don't get caught up in all of it and miss the point. The point is <laughs> there's kind of a system that somebody's kind of identified that can set up some strongholds in our life. It may not be the only way, but we're going to break this down so we can go back the other direction and get free of them. There are some different strongholds in our life, and some of them are big and obvious, okay? They may be obvious to everybody around us, um, and things like addictions, things like um, anger out of control, things like, um, well, there's a lot. We can go on food. Food can be one. Um, we are eating out of a need um, of comfort, comfort. And then there's some that are a little more subtle, Okay, in a bit we're, not, we're laughing about this one. I said, if you don't think you have any strongholds, um, because I was sitting there listening to this teaching over and over going, I know I have some, but I really can't. I don't get this. I, don't, I can't see it. Um, and the Lord, when I asked him, was more than happy to share with me what some of my strongholds were. And, I, and you're going to hear them. You're going to hear the scriptures I use. It will probably give you a clue of where I've been coming from. But some of them are so subtle that we don't even know that we're doing it. And they can cause havoc in relationships around us. They can trip us up when it comes to ministering to people because it interferes with how we relate to other people. It can interfere with how we relate to God because some of our um, strongholds and belief systems is lies that we believe is about God. Um, one of the ones that I believed was, um, you know, I knew if you asked me, does God love you? I would have said, yes, God loves me, you know. This I know for the, you know, I've quoted scripture for God so loved the world. I could give you a lot of scriptures, but I was walking around acting like God didn't love me, really love me. Because if he really loved me and I knew that, I would trust him. Because perfect love casts out any fear. So sometimes we have a false understanding of God and it keeps us from grabbing hold of scriptures and, and owning them and having revelation in our heart. Um, if you don't think you have any, if you're brave enough, you can ask somebody in your family, your friends, <laughs> but you got to be brave enough to hear the answers. Or, safer, you can ask God. Because when I've asked God specific questions, it was like he was waiting with anticipation to answer me, and it wasn't to condemn me. It was because he wanted to speak the truth to my heart so I could be free of it. And that's, you know, it's amazing how God can correct us and, and it be so gentle and affirming, and we come out of it like, yeah. But we've just been corrected. Um, but it also lets us know we're his, you know, when he corrects us. And so he's more than willing to jump in there and tell us where we have strongholds. So I'm going to give you a definition of a stronghold. And the Greek word for stronghold is just to hold fast, something that has a grip, and it is not turning loose easily. It's there. And you typically know what they, some of them are in your life because you've gone round and round and round and round and round with them. A stronghold is anything that exalts itself in our mind and belief system, pretending to be bigger or more powerful than our God. It steals much of our focus, and it causes us to feel overpowered, controlled, and mastered. Has anybody ever tried to change their behavior and failed? Yeah, yeah. You know, if information did it, if information about food and exercise and nutrition 
just information, we would all be walking around skinny and healthy. I mean, we would because we had information. But there's this gap, you know, have any of y'all ever noticed that? (laughs) Gap between just because we have information, but we can get in the cycle of anything that makes us feel so defeated and that that problem in our life is bigger than God. It consumes so much of our emotional and mental energy that abundant life is strangled. Our callings remain largely unfulfilled, and it keeps us stuck. So if we want the call of God to be fulfilled in our life, we need to be all about asking God, what are the strongholds in my life? What are the things that keep me from being in the kind of relationship that, I, that I, my heart desires with Him? It's also defined as patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting that are deeply ingrained in our personality and belief systems. They keep us from God's truth being what we base our, our life on in an area. Um, and again, it keeps us from being who God called us to be. And I like to think of it, too, as, um, you know, there are parts of our, our mind and our will and emotions, our heart, our soul, that have not heard the good news of the gospel of Christ. There's still some parts of us, we've heard it, and it's, we've been born again into the kingdom of God, but there's some more good news Jesus has for us, and is that there's nothing that is bigger than our God. Yeah. Nothing. And there is no stronghold in our life that will not bow its knee. Because that scripture we went through said, we have divine power, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, brought him back. Um, We have access to that power. And it's power that demolishes strongholds. But what we do sometimes is we swat at our strongholds like a mosquito. Like, meh. You know, and we're not about demolishing them. And God's going, you know, I have, I have given you divine power. I will give you divine power to demolish them, and you don't have to swat at them. But it's going to take some investment in your part some, and some belief. But even in that, we can ask God to help our unbelief. Um, we're not dependent on ourselves even for that. Um, sometimes we try to treat strongholds in our life as just symptoms. We see them as symptoms, and we're trying to treat the symptom, and we're not getting to the root of what holds it in place. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, So what we need is some divine dynamite to demolish some things in our life. And I believe God's going to meet us here tonight. I know he's going to meet us here tonight to do that. Um, We're going to look at that um, anatomy of a stronghold. And like I said, don't get caught up in it. (laughs) But Sometimes, um, most of the time, there can be an event that happens in your life. And it can be a hurt or a trauma. And it can be what I experienced in my life. It can be what I didn't experience in my life. I didn't get. It might be a rolling event. It was just kind of a message I picked up kind of sort of throughout my life. Or it could have been something big that happened. It can be from our childhood. It can be later. It can be as an adult. But something went down, okay, and we felt hurt. And what we try to do is try to make sense of a situation. Have you ever had something happen at work? You know, it happened, and you're you're on the way home trying to make sense of what happened and how it relates to you. What does this say about me? What what do I need to change? What's, you know, we start trying to figure out how that relates to us. And so we're all about trying to make it make sense. The problem is, 
And sometimes we can get a hold of the truth. If we've renewed our mind, something happens and we can grab what's true and not go into a stronghold. But because it's not the event that causes it. Okay, so the event happens, hurt, trauma. Um, and then somehow we try to make sense of it and we come up with a lie. Okay, the enemy is more than happy to provide you with a long list and he does not announce himself. Okay, we can come up with some of them just on our own. Little kids can. Um, they make, something may happen that they feel rejected and they say, you know, I'm, I'm not worth loving. Well, that's not true. And that may not even been, you know, what the person that was interacting with them uh, meant. But that's what they heard and that's what they felt and that's the lie they grabbed. Um, we have lies that we choose. Something happens, we just try to come up with a good reason or the enemy provides it, we grab it. You can inherit lies in your family. Um, some that are, that may be so familiar to you that you don't even question them. The meaning I assign to an event. Lies I believe about God, self, and others. Or the best one, that's just the way it is in my life. That's just how I am. Don't know how I got this way? You know, and everybody around me can suck it up. Or you can be, you know, really kind of unhappy with how you are, but still everybody around you, you know, it's like I'm doing the best I can. You're going to have to live with it, or it's just the way I am. I don't know how I got here. So we can embrace that lie, and, and the minute we do, we let the enemy become our source of truth. But we don't recognize it as that. Then, if we're in kind of hurt and pain and trauma, something's happened, and how many of us like to feel uncomfortable and hurt and anxious? We're looking for something to shut it down as quickly, typically, as we can. Um, if I feel rejected, I don't like to feel rejected. So I'm going to try to find something that comforts me. Um, if I'm feeling anxious and food comforts me, I'm going to grab it pretty quickly. If, um, or it can be alcohol. It can be medication. It can be um, anger. It can be a lot of things that we grab as our blankie to get comfort as quick as we can. Have you ever seen a little kid with a blankie? Something traumatic happens. They're feeling anxious, and they want it because it gives them a sense of security and comfort and protection because which one of us doesn't want to protect ourselves? Right. We do, so that it won't happen again, so that we won't get hurt, so that whatever it is, we're going to grab something. But the thing is, our defenses don't work. Um, they just can create problems for us. But we go back to them again and again as though they would work. Um, you know, because after... I mean, y'all are going to hear this theme throughout. Um, I, food is a great example because it's one that I relate to, okay? It would be easier for me to go get something to eat than to go to God. And I can get something to eat and I can temporarily feel better. And it even changes the chemicals in my brain. But does that work long term? No, no. And that's just an example. It can make me feel better temporarily, but it does not work. But we have to keep doing it. Um, if we grab hold of that lie, we keep doing it. Sometimes those strongholds cause problems for people around us. Um, you think about somebody that's going to alcohol for comfort, it can start creating issues with people around them. If somebody feels rejected and they believe the lie that they're unlovable, it's going to affect how they respond to people. So it starts, you know, we can act, we feel rejected, we reject somebody else before they can reject us. That just confirms, you know, that people are going to reject us um, because 
you know, people kind of pull back. If you do something <laughs> that gives them a shove, they're going to pull back, and you're going to feel rejected. And then you're going to, that reinforces that lie. And so everybody has a different thing that's going on. And um, one of the ones that, um, and Hannah gave me permission to do this, that Hannah got up and shared Sunday morning, my daughter is back there, she, <laughs> to, to share this, was um, a lie that she picked up of that she was unworthy. Uh, to be loved by God and other people. And so she shared that just that God had something very different to say about that. But how she was acting that out was she was holding people and God at kind of at arm's distance um, so that, you know, people really couldn't get to know her. So that just kind of confirms I'm not worth getting to know, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not worthy of getting to know. And so we just kind of go into that cycle. And I appreciated her being vulnerable enough to, to share that Sunday morning. But God actually went in identified the law, spoke truth to it, and she confessed it, believed it, and um, is in the process of walking out of that. So, um, and, you know, when we finally get some truth that God really does love us, it does change everything. And we can watch him just transform our life. Um, so, what is the problem when we have a stronghold? Um, a stronghold is an idol, okay? It's something, when I look to something or someone else other than God, for which only God should provide for me. But I've gone to something else. A stronghold exists when I have made the enemy or a lie my source of truth, and I'm believing that over what God says. A stronghold exists when I have made myself my source of comfort and security. And God is inviting us to make him our source of security and comfort. Um, and what the solution is to all of it <laughs> is that we're going to get a new source of truth, which is God. And the antidote for a lie is not accurate information. That just changes our thoughts. The antidote for a lie is experiencing the love and the presence of the one who is truth. Amen. So it comes in and it envelops, you know, identifies our lie, envelops us, and brings truth to, the, to our core. And God brings revelation. So we get a new source of truth and a new source of comfort. And that sounds like, okay, if that was easy, um, we would all just be, you know, walking around with it. It, can, it is easy in the sense that God can come in, identify the lie, speak truth to us. We can confess for believing the lie. We're going to go through some steps. Um, but we also have some responsibility in it. Um, our response to that lie, our, uh, we're willing to let it go and identify it as a lie and ask God to replace it with truth. And as we walk down through this, we're also going to come back at the beginning and look at what it means to take thoughts captive. So there's two parts of it. Um, but it's not something, some of them seem to come easier than others. But sometimes we've spent a lifetime, brick by brick, building that stronghold. It's been years. It's been patterns. We have a rut built 
of where we've walked and how we've dealt with things. And um, we can have God speak to the root of it, pull it out, that lie, but then we have to stick with it and pursue God to walk out of some of the behavior patterns. But we're free to do that finally, which is the thing when we're trying to change ourselves and we haven't dealt with the lie we're believing, then we're kind of, we're dragging a ball and chain as we try to walk out of things. We're still anchored to it because we're believing a lie, but we're trying to change. And what God's saying is he wants to go to the root of it, cut us loose from the anchor, and then with divine power, and then help us to walk out of things. And then there becomes some responsibility on our part. And again, we're not swatting mosquitoes. We're not just going, eh, that's just an inconvenience. We're, we're putting some effort into it. Um, so we talked about, and it can be, I mean, I gave you all that list of defenses, uh, not so you'd sit and read it and go, well, if it's not on the list, that's not me. I gave you that list of defenses because some of them are really subtle, and some of them you may notice, um, like, mm, that's a pattern in my life. Uh, you know, I have a pattern with control. Well, why do I have a pattern with control? Because if I can control other people in my circumstances, I don't feel as anxious. You know, I'm trying to fix somebody so that I'll feel better. Um, or I'm blaming somebody else. If you would straighten up, this would all be working. I'd be feeling better. Um, and so there's lots of things we can do that um, those are our go-to things to not have to face any emotional discomfort. So how do we tear down the lie. And we're going to actually walk through this process tonight. Um, and it is hearing God. But I also know that um, freedom appointments are about, uh, sometimes you need somebody sitting down there with you, kind of going through the process with you to identify some things. That's an opportunity that you have available to you too. Because there's been a couple of them I've looked at and went, man, that looks painful to even go there. I really don't know if I want to go there myself. <laughs> I need somebody to, to be praying and asking me questions and believing God with me in that journey. Some of them has just been between me and God. You know, I'm in my quiet time. I'm asking him. He's quick to tell me. Um, if uh, Sometimes I'm slow to hear, have been, <laughs> but he's very quick to tell me because it's something that's tripping me up. It's, it's preventing me from walking in all the things he's called me to be, and it is you. Everybody's got something. Um, and it's a process as we live life that we continually go before God and ask him, is there any lie I'm believing um, that I'm acting out of? Because um, we as believers and in the church, we have all people should be walking in, this is not a should thing as in shame, should be walking in more freedom than anybody because we are connected to the source of freedom. And we're sitting in church like that's not true. <laughs> and it is. And we don't have to be defeated by things. Is it always an easy process? Not necessarily. But is staying stuck in a stronghold an easy process? No. It's generally miserable. And God's offering to set us free. And I found that even as I go through the, the steps that, and this is just a, this is based on the Word of God. And if we went through and, and looked at every part of it, it is very scripturally based. And I want to go through, and I would love to just go, okay, for step one, there's 10 scriptures. For step two, there's these scriptures, because we need to know what we're doing. 
and we need to know it's based in the Word of God. But Jesus repeatedly talks about truth and freedom, and he is the truth. Um, and the Word is God, and you know, it, it, all of that goes together. Uh, we just need to bring him into the middle of where we are. Where we really live, y'all, because we, we can think we're somewhere um, that we're not. Um, and when we go to sleep at night and we're laying in our bed and we're feeling vulnerable, all the things that are coming at us are where we really live. And when we go home and shut the door, what is going on with us? Um, and we can even have an idea of, yeah, I should be um, maybe not having as hard a time with this. Or I know it could be different, but here I am stuck in it. Um, and we might not even know to even question what we're thinking. God's more than happy to tell us. Um, and there have been things that have kind of gone through that I didn't even identify until the Lord you know, shined the light on them, and I went, ooh, <laughs> no wonder I've been feeling icky in that area, because I've just, that big hairy lie was what I was basing things on, and it wasn't true. So we're going to go through some hearing God exercises. You've got those notes, but you can flip it over and write in the back. doesn't matter. Um, you can just sit there and go through the process. Do not get whacked out if you do not hear something. Um, we're all in a, a different state of hearing, and when I get in a crowd... Um, I have a hard time hearing. I'm like, you know, there's just interference sometimes of all the things that are going on. And particularly if it's something that makes me cry and I don't want to sob in the middle of a group of strangers. <laughs> you know, there's been a couple of those too that I just wanted to double over and go, oh man, that one's painful when God shined a light on it. And so there's no pressure to hear anything in particular. But we're going to ask God some very specific questions. And your mind may have already gone to something. You went, oh, yeah, I know what one of mine is. Um, and then some of them, I mean, it, we can go through an endless list, fear, depression, uh, anger, you know, I mean, all kinds of things, unforgiveness that we've just camped out on and want to get free, but we just don't seem to be making that progress. And so the list goes on and on and on. So how do we tear down the lie? So we're going to go through, and I'm going to ask questions, and I want you to ask God. And we're not going to drag this out. If you don't hear by the time we move to the next question, that's okay. You can come back. Because the foundation is we're going to ask God what that lie is. We're going to confess and ask forgiveness for believing the lie because we believed it. We're going to renounce that lie. God, I know. I am saying that that is not true. We're going to forgive anybody in an event that happened. And that doesn't mean you got to feel it, okay? You do not have to feel forgiveness. You choose it. And we're asking God, what is the truth? And that's the real one we, we want to hear. Because sometimes it is so personal and so sweet to our heart that we hear it for the rest of our lives. And then we're going to believe and confess the truth. We're going to believe that what God says about us, I am choosing to believe, Lord, that what you spoke to me is truth, is truth. That is going to be the truth in my life, and I'm confessing that. It does not matter if you feel it. Okay? I have gone through some steps in my life, gone through the process, didn't feel a thing, didn't shed a tear, just went through the process of it. And I woke up the next morning, and I knew something was different. I was living out of a different place. And so it doesn't have to be just a huge emotional thing. It might be. 
if there's been a big trauma and that's the one God points to, it might be, you know, something you feel deeply and it might scare you. Um, he may not point to the big one at first. He may point to just something that's um, between you and him. So we're going to go through, and we're going to go through the lie. We're going to go through the defense. How have I learned to protect myself from pain? I'm going to read these to you as we're asking God. From pain or seek comfort, we're going to confess it and ask forgiveness for going to some other source besides God. And we're going to renounce the defense. God, that is not something I have to do. I'm confessing it, and I've been my own defender, been my own source. I have run to everything else besides you um, to make me feel better and invite the Lord to be your defense. Um, And ask the Lord to show you a picture of what it would be like for him to protect you or comfort you. And even as I came here to teach tonight, the Lord had given me a a picture, um, a very vivid picture of him being my protector, my safe place. And it's something that's stamped in my mind forever Um, because it was a beautiful picture. And And I asked the Lord as I was standing up here tonight that I could move from that place, that I could that I could speak and teach from that place because it was a place of freedom and that he established in my life and before I had believed a lie. So it was a place of real beauty to me and safety. And as I stand up here today, yes, I am standing in that place. Um, And it can make us, it can change us into a very different version of ourselves. And um, we come out of it knowing God in a deeper way because what God's calling us to is relationship. He wants us to know the truth, the truth, Him. And He wants to be our comfort and our source, the source in our life. And that is all about relationship. He's not wanting to be our God from a distance. He wants to be where we really live. So we are going to pull the root up. Okay, the lie. And then I'm going to cover this because... I don't want to have to go back and and do a lot of talking after we go through this process because I want you to be able to sit there and process it. Because when you go home and life is busy, you may not stop to do it. So we're going to give you the freedom. If you want to talk after this is over, please go outside and let anybody that wants to stay in here just have the time. Because how many times will we just be able to sit and there's not just, you know, somebody wanting something, so the phone ringing, there's, you know, you think about the laundry, you... Got to go to work. I mean, just a time when you really sit before God, and we're going to give you the freedom to do that tonight. I know we're supposed to be out here by 730, but you're not going to kick us out, are you, Sam? You're going to give us time. (laughs) Okay. Um, What we're going back, we have a one-two punch, okay? We're going to deal with the lie and the defense, and then we are going to come back, and we are going to gather up Scripture. Now, I'm not going to do this for you. I could have provided you with a list, but... Gather up scripture that has to do with a particular lie that we have believed, duh, past tense, and renew our mind with it. Okay, this is a two-part punch. We're not going to do one without the other. And this is not just reading a scripture occasionally, okay? Like, if we're dealing with fear, it's not just reading one scripture about fear. It is wallpapering your mind, okay? It is memorizing scripture about fear. It is meditating on scripture about fear. It is praying out loud scripture about fear. It is confessing what's true about fear. 
And I say wallpaper our, our mind, that's a really vivid picture because if we're in a room with wallpaper, no matter where we look, that truth is there. When we feel the word fear, Scripture's there. When we think the word fear, Scripture's there. I'm going to know, I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to get it that close to me. If I have to lay there with a Bible on my head, that is what I'm going to believe. That's the, sometimes the level of commitment it takes. That not just some, prayed it a couple of times, but if God's offering us freedom, people, let's grab it. And we're not talking like you have to do it for hours. We're talking, you know, five minutes of grabbing a scripture, carrying around with you, memorizing it, confessing it, that you are renewing your mind so that when you get into a situation, the first thing, default. I mean, don't we have default patterns like, you know, when under all stress, you know, uh, I'm going to default to something. You know, when life gets tough, I am stretched to the max. I have some default things, you know. Chocolate might be one of them. Um, Or ways of dealing with people. You know, I start closing in. You know, the more stress I'm under, the more I shut down, the less I talk. And everybody in my family knows if I'm not talking and laughing, something is going on, okay? That's my default. Or fear, or whatever it is when we're tired and worn down. When we go to default mode, we need to have put that in until even then. It may take us a few minutes, (laughs) but we're going, ah, fear, wait a minute. What's true? (laughs) What is true? Um, And God is quick to remind us and bring us back into that place of peace. So this is not a vague understanding of Scripture. This is purposeful, specific, and targeted. Okay? And really, if we want freedom, is it worth that to us? Take some effort, yeah. But what it does is God cuts out the root and the lie. Then we start pounding out (laughs) and renewing our mind and our behavior patterns. And then we start walking in freedom. And we do it not a week, not a day, not a month. We do it until we're walking in freedom in it. Now, that sounds like a lot, but it really is not. You may get two scriptures on whatever it is you're, you're struggling with, memorize them, and just wear them out. Keep them in your car. Keep them on your window. Get in your mirror. I mean, everywhere that you see them, uh, I have some in my purse, and, and, and I can whip them out, you know, and, and I've got them memorized, but I still sometimes just like to reach in there and <laughs> put my hand on them. I'm like, God, I know it's true no matter what I'm feeling right now. And my feelings start to shift, you know. Um, so, all that war, okay? And it's not that we're never going to have those thoughts again. It's like, not like we're ever going to not hear that lie again. But now we recognize it for what it is. And we go, you know what? Not true. Not falling for it. Not believing it. That is not what's true about God or me or whatever the situation is. What is true? So, God's Word will transform your mind and set you free. So, if you walk out of here, what your homework is, we're going to go through this process, and then your homework is to go home and find some scriptures. Now, I have a vast uh, supply of scriptures on fear, okay? I, can, I, can, I got it for you. <laughs> so, I can probably quote quite a few of them to you because I have worn a path in the carpet um, dealing with that issue about a lot of things, you know. Um, and so when you become a parent, there's just a whole bucket, you know, of fear that can be dumped on you. And um, lots of things in life can, can bring that response. And so we need God's Word to transform us. So we are going to go through um, the process. And you can, if you want to, write these questions down, but you're going to get the gist of it. And I'm going to give you a few minutes in between each question to do it. Okay.
So here we go. And Father, I do just pray and ask for your presence. Lord, because your presence brings freedom. I ask that you meet everybody in this room exactly where they are, that they hear you clearly, that nothing interferes with them hearing you. And God, um, that they'll believe that you are speaking to them and what they hear is from you. And I just come against any attack of the enemy, any other voices, in the name of Jesus. That we're your children, we know your voice. And we won't follow the voice of another. Okay, so the first question we're going to ask God is, God, is there any lie that I'm believing? Any stronghold that you want to deal with in my life? And sometimes it may even take a day or two for that to filter through. Ones that are really familiar to us. God will get across to you. And you can do this under your breath. If God's shown you a lie or something that he wants to deal with you about, I want you to ask to confess it, Lord, I believed a lie. And I want to ask you to forgive me for believing that lie. And I want us to renounce the lie. And what that means is, God, I recognize that as a lie. And I'm choosing not to believe it anymore. So we got a real clear handle on what the lie is. you to ask God, God, what is the truth? And I just want you to tell God as he's spoken truth to you, and I realize we're going through this pretty quickly, that um, you tell him you choose to believe the truth. Ask God, how have you learned to protect yourself from pain or to seek comfort? And I want you just as you, if there's anything that comes to your mind, God brings to your mind, I want you just to say, Lord, I just confess it. Ask you to forgive me for going to something else. as you do that, just ask the Lord to be your defender and your comfort. To even give you a picture of what that looks like. And just as an act of obedience, just tell the Lord, Lord, I choose to believe that you are my comforter and my defense.
and I'm going to give you all time to process it. But even if you don't feel like you heard as clearly tonight as you wanted to about something, keep asking God, and you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear it come out of your mouth. You'll hear it. He'll bring it to the surface. Because He wants your freedom more than you want it. We're going to dismiss here in a minute if y'all want time to sit here and um, listen to the Lord. If you don't, that's okay too. Um, but there are several good resources of Scripture um, that you can um, have access to. One of the ones I love is, is Praying God's Word by Beth Moore. There's a lot of just Scripture that we can pray and confess, um, pray over ourselves. And I want to encourage you tonight that this is not a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. This is a process um, of as you run into things that you keep going, man, there's something about this thing that won't lay down, that um, it just keeps raising its head. Asking God to show you what the law is in that for you. Um, he'll be more than happy to bring truth because He is truth. And um, how we're going about trying to work that out for ourselves and make it kind of a habit even if it's in a quiet time where you're just asking the Lord some questions okay Lord let's get real about this thing I am fearful or let's get real about this thing this is where I am and it's not that we give into a feeling of the moment but if it's a pattern in our lives that just keeps bumping us then we know there's probably a lie deep down in there there's a stronghold something that will not bow its knee but it has to And so um, if you need somebody to pray with you, for you, um, there'll be people here um, to do that. You have some time just to sit. Like I said, if you want to visit, we ask to just go out there and visit. Please do visit. But um, we don't want to miss out on time that people need to spend with Jesus. And um, let me just pray over y'all tonight before you go. And uh, just really encourage y'all to make it a journey, a process. Because uh, transformation is real, and um, sometimes it comes quickly, and sometimes we walk it out, but we're free to walk it out. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. I thank you that we don't have to do warfare the way the world does warfare, but that we have access to divine power to demolish any strongholds in our lives, that we have weapons that you have equipped us with that are powerful. And Lord, remind us, show us as we go about our week,